0: Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life, to share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side, and ultimately to embrace them and take back your power. Good morning, hello, hello, we are back with Taking Back Your Power And today I have a special guest. Her name is Maria Mendoza. And Maria is actually um, someone that I met through U of H, the University of Houston. Go Cougs. Um, I work with a couple of people there at U of H. And Maria is part of a group um, that is run by Ray Ruiz who um, helps a lot of the young communication students get into different internships and just learn all the skills that they need. So this morning I had Maria with me and we're going to talk a little bit about her her background and her story. So Maria, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, my name is Maria Mendoza. I'm a senior at the University of Houston and I'm a journalism major in the minor in studio art.
0: And so you're story is very interesting right because you are actually you've been doing your degree and then you've had internships and your internships have been really interesting mm-hmm. and now you're currently looking for a new internship but more than anything a part-time job maybe because you're getting ready to graduate
1: yeah and so
0: what have your internships been
1: um this summer actually I entered at NPR Houston and it was like the best internship I had like it was remote so I never got to go into the studio mm-hmm. because of the pandemic so I was like dang I'm not dang yeah like, every, all I think was video, and it was very challenging because I'm so used to being in person, learning about different things than on camera. Right. And I think that's a lot of students right now. We're yeah. We're, like, having trouble trying to focus online instead of not being in person. So, um, but it was an amazing opportunity. I loved it. I got to meet, like, the whole crew and everything, and I got to work on some couple stories. One of the stories I actually really liked was the Vanessa that's uh-huh. I was covering, like, crazy over that. I, I remember. Like, and I did the, uh, what, at the time, everyone was kind of, like, on it. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find something positive. Like, you know, even, like, it was, like, in you know, a hard story to write about. I was trying to look something interesting. Right. So what I did was I realized there was a lot of m- mural walls. Oh, yeah. In Houston. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't know that they did 20 mural walls for Nusigian, wow. her age. Yeah, And yeah. so I contacted the artist who... Where He was not only involved for the... I mean, the and he was also involved with George Floyd. Uh, his name is Alex Donkey Boy. Uh-huh. So I contacted him, and then he gave me the, like, you know, how many murals and then all the art. So I went and just started contacting that all the artists. So awesome. And it was the like best. I love doing those kind of um, right. projects and just hearing those stories and why they did the paint, like the art. For, right,
0: why, why they got involved. Why and huge got- shout out to Donkey Mom and Donkey Boy because, because they're, they're amazing. They're yeah, amazing everything and- that they've done in the city and the way they kind of built their community, not mm-hmm. just of artists, but like to bring Houston together mm-hmm. is just awesome. Yeah, Donkey Mom just got recognized for doing the Selena mural. Yeah, I saw that
1: one too. And I was like, that's amazing. So when I did that, I was like, for me, as a Hispanic, I wanted to give her voice, but not only her voice, but the Hispanic media voice. Right. And, you know, um, as Hispanics, we all come together. And I just really felt, as a Hispanic, I need to do that story.
0: Right, right. And so tell me, le- like, let's backtrack. So are you originally from Houston?
1: No, I'm originally from California, Bigger soul I was born there, but I grew up um, in Houston most of my life. But okay. I-, I also lived in Brazil for two years.
0: In Brazil. For That's fun. Years, so
1: I-, I got to really visit a lot of countries growing up and, yeah. uh, but I lived in Brazil for two years when I was like 13 and 14
0: I love that so I really got
1: to um, I really got so many opportunities like growing up uh, visiting different countries and just the world that's and awesome. Like,
0: and you present all of that on your social I media. Know, I
1: like I post everything, like, what I've done. So, I mean,
0: what are the main pages I follow you on is Maria's Adventures.
1: Okay. So, Maria Adventures, like, <laughs> since I got to UH, I've just been exploring Houston more. Mm-hmm. And, like, going out with my friends to different bars or to, like, you know, going out to eat mm-hmm. or going, like, anywhere, you know, just mm-hmm. for fun. And that was gonna be more like I was gonna do in the summer, but the pandemic happened, and now I kind of want to more like what do I? What's my adventure? Every day of my life is adventure. Like the right. things I do, especially in journalism, and I wanted to like you know videotape that mm-hmm. of my life, you know.
0: Yeah, to journal it, to document it, to
1: document it as a. Um, why I do, you know.
0: What has been for you as a student, as a Latina, what has been, you feel, one of the biggest challenges of the field that you're in and, you know, where you're at right now?
1: One of the biggest challenges for me was the dyslexia and having ADHD. Okay. And journalism. And the rank has always been one in my life. Right. It doesn't ever go away. It just stays there, you know. Right. And I had to overcome that throughout the years of education. Uh-huh. And so... This summer, I kind of realized I'm not afraid of writing as much anymore because I wrote the, you know, the and one, and then mm-hmm. I wrote about the pandemic and students. So, writing those made me feel like, oh, your, your writing's okay, but still needs some work. But right. I had other people Well, Well, nobody's
0: perfect. Everybody needs I know, no one's edits. perfect, and everyone's needs yeah. edits. So, yeah. I was like,
1: wait, why am I, like, you know, um, like, freaking out about my writing this Right,
0: time, you know? right. And so, did you find somebody, like, to help you edit yeah, and I, to kind of...
1: at the internship, you know, I had people who edit, but, you know, um, you get, like, mentors. And so, yeah. I, there's two mentors I really kind of, like, talk to, like, from base to base, just p- keeping up and what I wanted to do. Because I wanted to do everything. Like, knowing me, I want to do everything at once.
0: That's a creative thing. Like, to I me, I feel like everything. that's a creative problem. That's a creative challenge, yeah, right? I
1: want to do this, I want to do that. Yeah. And I'm just like but i want to do it all that like,
0: happens to us that happens to us here at the studio with manny you've met Manny. Mm-hmm. him and i will talk about 20 ideas and just like you just said like we're both like slow down connie slow down <laughs> manny like let's focus and figure out where to really put our energy right now mm-hmm. so yeah no totally understandable so the
1: other um instagram i had was maria stories okay but i was going to be talking about my adhd and my okay. dyslexia and how i grew up up with that, knowing that the experience I had back in community college and everything, and that, and actually this semester, um, I did an interview about my. They did. it Oh, it was kind of my interview, but I did it about the, how I deal with ADHD.
0: Wow. So how old were you when you were diagnosed I with was dyslexia? Very.
1: Like I was in kindergarten. Oh wow. So, but eight the dyslexia the they never could catch it. They never knew uh-huh. until um I think if in two thousand eleven. So. When I was in elementary, they misdiagnosed me. They said I had ADHD, but I think there was only one teacher who knew I had dyslexia. So Mm. she was treating me for the dyslexia in my reading classes. And everyone's like, oh, you have ADHD. But they just put me in classes. They don't really tell you what. They, I was in special ed. Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. put you in classes, and I'm just like, here, like, why am I in this class? Like, why? Like, they never actually explain it. And also, back then, there was not a lot of information about ADHD and dyslexia. My parents, I think, didn't know how to tell me because I have a twin brother. He has the same thing. Oh, wow. So I think they couldn't tell us, like, what we had or what it was. So that, like, growing up like that, I was like, I didn't know a lot until I got to college. And that's when I really kind of realized. Mm-hmm. Learning more about the ADHD dyslexia. Yeah. So. That's,
0: it was, yeah, that's interesting because um, you just don't know like how that's gonna affect you in the long mm-hmm. run, and you know sometimes like yourself, you're in college, mm-hmm. and that's like a huge accomplishment, right? That's like a huge. You've broken all these barriers. You've um, you've overcome all these oh, obstacles.
1: Yeah. And I, was, I was talking to my mom the other day. I, you done all the hard part first. Right. You did everything with the hardest. Right. And now you just need to finish the last yeah. bit and. I think um, I suffered more with the dyslexia and HD when I was going to community college Mm -hmm. because that was more, like, like for me, like, I can say, I tell this a lot of people, um, when I was in elementary and high school, I felt like I was in the board, because I was in special ed, Mm -hmm. and other kids Mm -hmm. were in academic classes. And I felt like there was a border wall, and so every time I was trying to, like, I want to go to the academic classes, I I was really pushing to get, and so my senior year, I got to go to an academic class with Mm -hmm. a helping teacher Mm -hmm. because I always felt like you know, I was different from everyone and I felt like there was a border wall. I'm like, I'm going to go over that border wall. Like, right. I always, and I always feel like that. But That's sucks awesome yet. I'm though. like, I'm going to punch that wall and just go through it.
0: Yeah. And you overcome I that overcome, challenge and overcome. then you move on to something else. Yeah. That's awesome. And even though... um I mean, for myself, I went to college and I didn't have, you know, any of those issues, but it still took me five years to finish school. Right. It's
1: going to it's 11 years now. It's a decade I've been in school.
0: Well, but still, but you're about to finish. Yeah, I'm about to. Right. I was like, I'm
1: almost (laughs) almost like on the phone. And the point is,
0: like, even though it took you longer, like whatever it was, you're finishing. Right. Mm -hmm. You're finishing what you started. And you're at a point where you're so young, you know, know. you can, you have so much, you can still do. I was do. telling
1: my um, friends, dude, I'm living in my 20s right now. Yeah. Because all that time, like, I made a promise for myself, like, when I got to university, like, I'm going to focus on my degree, only me my degree, you know, um, I made that promise to myself, I'm going like, to do whatever I can yeah. to get that degree and, look, like, and made that promise and that promise, like, it's yeah. accomplishing.
0: I love that. I mean, determination and hard work. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, I'm not the smartest person. I had to work hard for my grades. Like, mm-hmm. I had to do all the homework yeah. and I had to read. Like, I'm not a naturally smart person. Mm-hmm. I know this about myself, right? Yeah. I know that I have to work a little bit harder than everybody else to get the grades, but I was a straight-A student. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a straight-A student. I graduated with honors. And I made sure that I was yeah. that person because I know my weaknesses mm-hmm. and my strengths. So, yeah.
1: I, I'm glad I found EGMN, especially Ray, my, my mentor, because right. he kind of showed me, like, that I can do journalism. I can do producing. I can do, like, all this stuff. The right. creative stuff. I never thought I could, you know. Once I started, like, you know, interviewing, I'm like, I, I kind of like this stuff, and I'm really good at it, you know. And because of that, I think has taught me so much about myself. Right. That I have this creative side that I ain't, never knew about.
0: Huge shout-out to Ray.
1: <laughs> shout-out to Ray because if I it, was like, it was just like amazing to be in that group. You, know, you learn so much, the people, and you learn a lot.
0: So, so tell us a little bit about, because um, you guys came in here with your group, Idioma mm-hmm. Mujer. So tell us a little bit about Idioma Mujer and working with the ladies from well, that group.
1: Oh, my God. It's amazing working with them because everyone has their own, like, you know, what they want to work on. So right. me, I work on traveling. Because I have traveled so many places, the mm-hmm. few times I have talked about was Spain and Portugal. So I would talk about like what to do in those places, mm-hmm. or like you know just what to like what to when do when you travel. When yeah. Uh huh. So another ones, um, forgot It's because I've been there for some time now, and I haven't spoken to them. Like it's because of this pandemic right now. Yeah. But it's amazing. They're, every um woman in there is like powerful and hardworking. Like they like to, idioma mujer. Like I love it so much. Like, Yeah.
0: I feel like you guys kind of really complement one another, and then you really um, try to showcase each other's skills.
1: We do like every yeah. time someone like won something like an internship, they'll post about the internship, or, like or who graduate, You know, so we're very supportive of each other. Like,
0: that is awesome. I love that. All the ladies are great on the team. I definitely. Um, enjoyed working with you guys yeah. and just to work with you all now the ladies all still talk to me well Rachel is our intern for Houston Athena Bloggers. I was talking, Houston, I was talking to her the other day I was like I'm gonna see Connie
1: on Friday. <laughs> I'm like let us know so we can post whatever like it's you're all gonna do. I it. know she was
0: supposed to help me um on a couple of things like the last couple weekends mm-hmm. but the weather has been crazy and I was like no, no no don't worry about it so um so yeah and then I know you guys are at like the end of your semester mm-hmm. you know trying to finish up finals and stuff so so yeah so I haven't seen her but she's amazing um So for taking back your power, there's always, um, I mean, you've already talked about all the different challenges and everything that you're going through. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the biggest questions that I ask for this podcast is what has been one of the most significant moments where you feel like you've taken back your power?
1: So a couple of years ago, I went through a sexual harassment. Knowing that, I lost two of my friends in a car accident and I got, I got, also after that, I got an accident. So during the time when I was, I had my accident, I told myself, what do I want? Like I was two weeks, I had a, I had a fractured pelvis. So two weeks, I wasn't just like, you know, on the crutches for two weeks. Right. And I told myself, um, you know, people can give you advice, people can try to help you, but you're the one who has to like, stand up. Right. You're the one who has to get back up. And I told myself at that moment, no one is ever going to take my power away from me. No one is going to, take advantage of me no right. one's gonna you know I have to get up for myself and I told myself from that moment I'm gonna do everything I can to get that degree because at that moment I only wanted a college degree right and I kept that promise and ever since that day no one could ever take that power again for me
0: yeah it's something that you've built and you've created and you're such a strong person right mm-hmm. you've already gone through all of these different challenges mm-hmm. and all these different things that the as the more challenges and more obstacles get thrown at you, there's nothing else that can yeah, bring no you down. No one can,
1: like, bring me down. Yeah. I feel like I built that wall that no one can bring me down. I'm, You know, I may, sometimes we all go, sometimes we get upset or we have, you know, days like those. But we always have, you have to, like, just move forward. Like, hey, yeah. next day is going to be a better day, you know? Right. You can't let um little things um get to you. Right. Knowing myself, I'm very stubborn sometimes. Like, when I want things or, like, things happen. I'm just like, why is this happening? And I'm like, no, I just like, you know, move on, you know? And I think that has been one of the challenges for me, not letting things get to me. Right. And so, um, I learned a lot throughout the years. And I think, um, since my, had my accident, I, like always to myself, we had that power, you know, you made a promise to yourself that you get that degree. And now that I see it is I lost a lot of opportunities in my twenties because I, about the like, community college was like a struggle for me. I lost a lot of opportunities um because I only focused on school when I was my twenties mm-hmm. um, missed you know I had a lot of bad friendships, missed a lot of opportunities, but you know what? It was worth it mm-hmm. because i I'm getting this degree, mm-hmm. and the degree is the one thing I most want right out of anything
0: and you said something you said about not allowing like the little things to mm-hmm. get to you so we're human. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we all have our moments. I have times when I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm mm-hmm. sad, you know, but I think the most important thing that you've also said is rolling with the punches, like mm-hmm. getting back up no matter how many times you've been knocked down. I mean, I've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've had so many different challenges. I'm almost 40, you know, so I've had challenges and disappointments and just all these failed friendships, mm-hmm. failed partnerships um, and it's just about getting back up, right? Mm-hmm. And and taking back that that power. And that is your power. Mm-hmm. The fact that no matter how many times people try to knock you down, or life, or situations, you I, get back up.
1: And I still have that power. It has never gone. Exactly. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a little fire that's never yeah. blown out. Yeah. And I tell myself, that's always gonna, like, no one can do it. Because it's always gonna, that power is always gonna be with you.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think it's something that's so important. And when I met you ladies and y'all came here to the studio, Every single one of you has your own little light, right? That, and I've talked to all the ladies. I made a point to sit down with every single one of you and had like one on ones. Mm-hmm. And so, the more I talk to them and and you and how young you guys are, and to just hear your stories, and to see your passion, it's just amazing. It really. That day that you all came in, I think I messaged Ray. I was like, I totally needed that. You guys like totally just reignited that like uh that fire in mm-hmm. me or that light. Where I was trying to seek again that um the passion for like really empowering and encouraging women, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't in a good place for mm-hmm. myself, you know, mm-hmm. or to I didn't feel like I had the ability to encourage anyone because i was in such a bad place
1: that's why i became a journalist too like all the stuff i went through i not only sharing my story i want to share other stories like not women's stories like any kind of story i want to share those stories because we all have voices it needs to be like shared in the world
0: and i say that all the time there is just you have to share your story it's one of my workshops that i do is Mm -hmm. storytelling right sharing your story and telling people where you are the challenges that you've overcome Um, is super important because you don't know how you're going to reach someone, you know, somebody who is at their ends, you know, who is like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But then they hear your story. They hear Mm -hmm. Maria's story about how she is dyslexic and has ADHD and is getting her degree, has had amazing internships, and is just really trying to empower other women Mm -hmm. who are in the same space. And you don't know who you're going to reach. You know, you don't know who your story is going to impact. So it's so important for you to tell your story mm-hmm. in whatever format, mm-hmm. podcast, writing, photography, videography. It's a creative That's outlet.
1: My, um, my um, Instagram is Maria Adventures. Yeah. It has, I put everything on there.
0: I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're looking forward to? You graduate next semester.
1: I'm looking forward for that final. That You know, <laughs> I don't care if there's a pandemic. I'm just... Like, you know, I always had a dream that I would get the diploma. Right, you know, your degree. That's, um, that's the one I want because I worked my butt off for that. Right. And I know my whole family knows it. My friends know it. That I want... That's the only thing I want. Right. Like that, like, I'm so happy that I overcame a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I finally made it. I yeah. just see that one inch left. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I'm just... I'm ready for to just to graduate. You know, it's been so long, and I'm ready. I'm just, I'm done at this point. I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, no, you no, know, no. I'm, I'm ready for that and, you know, the next opportunities in the future, you know. Right. I try not to think about the future. I just take a day at a time. Right. And also, like, you know, um, just enjoying my senior year because that's the best thing I want to do. I want to enjoy my senior year. I want to, like, yeah, work hard, you know, right. keep working hard and just, you know, live the moment and live life.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And I know for like a lot of people, like with a degree, it's like, oh, it's just a piece of paper, but it's a matter of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, you're reaching that the final goal line. Mm -hmm. And like you said, knowing all the things that you've overcome to get there is the most important part Mm -hmm. of it all. That's awesome. So what is your biggest advice or what would you have told yourself at the beginning of this journey that maybe might have helped you where you are now?
1: Ooh, I would tell myself in my 20s, like, just keep going yeah. because there was moments where i couldn't anymore i was like at the point where i i was like why are all these things happening to me i was at a point where like why are these things happening to me I, like
0: yeah we get into step, that mentality like, and
1: like you get that mentality i'm like why like and i i wish like i would have told myself just keep going just you know forget it. keep going but you know i think a lot has to do with my family who helped me my parents my brothers those like In the end, day they are the ones who know you the best. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like your best friends or your friends, they're they're to help too. But your family is the one that they're gonna know you the best. And if I, especially my mom. She was always my. You know, my dad would work a lot, but my mom was taking me to community college. She was taking me to school. She was taking to me like everywhere, Mm -hmm. and so that's the um, i'm always going to remember that because they helped me through so much right and that's so important it's so important important
0: to have that support Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have it and it's Mm -hmm. really hard um what do you feel has been because everything you're talking about Mm -hmm. is lessons learned right you learn lessons and you you learn from them you grow and you Mm -hmm. move on so what do you feel has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned over the years
1: Ooh, not to care what not people say. Not to care, say. okay. Not to care what people say. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the end, they, they don't know who you are. They don't know what you've been through. Right. So I had to really learn not to care. But at the same time, I'm, like, a caring person. So it makes yeah. it, like, <laughs> a little hard. But, like, you know what? Um, I just need to not, like... I learned how to not care.
0: Yeah, and it's super important. The older you get, you realize that it doesn't really matter. Because I had
1: that issue like a semester ago, like, like, you know, social media can be good and bad. Media can be good and bad. Right, right. And so I started looking at pictures and started looking like, you know, women get like, oh, she looks more prettier. and And then... when that started happening, it gets vulnerable. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's pretty, she's pretty, and all this. And then I'm like, nah, I can't be that way, you know. And then that happened to me, like, to my mom. And she had had a talk with me because, you know, you're, you're not ugly, you're pretty. Right. Don't think of that of yourself. Right. And I was, like, that's a lot of reasons why I kind of had to, like, sip out of social media for some time. And right. Because seeing it, like, all the time is, like, It's that whole,
0: it's, yeah, it is exhausting. It's that whole uh, mentality of, like, comparison is Mm -hmm. a joy stealer, Mm -hmm. right? Because it will steal your joy from where it it happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. And not anymore. I think it used to happen to me a lot more before Mm -hmm. when my kids were little. You know, seeing all the, like, picture, per. I always tell people, Instagram is not real. Please remember. (laughs) Like, it took me three hours to take one selfie, you know? So before, when my kids were little, I would see all the moms, you know, doing all the, do-it-yourselves and their kids are all cute and dressed up and not dirty and you know my house was like a mess I had laundry in one corner my kids were going crazy in the other corner and I would have to stop myself like you said and just kind of pull back and be like they might look perfect on the screen, but who knows what they're really going through behind closed doors. Yeah, you know,
1: because I would, like, especially in the, um, I was looking at Univision, Telemundo, all these, like, stations, like, all the pretty women on TV, and especially reports. The reporters. So I was, like, I'm a journalist. I'm, like, oh, they're so, like, they're all anchors because they're pretty enough, you know, they're pretty, and I'm, like, I'm just here, you know, doing my, like, stuff, and I'm, like, you know, but, and that really hit me because it was, like, uh, it was a couple of semesters. It really hit me, and, like, I was like, no, like, I had to. I told Ray, I told my family, I told my mom that it was just at a point where I was just like, no, nah, I can't be that way anymore.
0: Yeah, no, and it goes back to your hard work and dedication, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. as long as you're working hard and doing what you have to do, yes, there's a certain aesthetic. You mm-hmm. know, there's a certain way that these reporters have to look mm-hmm. because they're on TV, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like, being a hard worker and just doing what you love, it shows in everything yeah. that you do. I follow you on social media. And being
1: yourself, like, yeah, being you. And it definitely. took me a long time to, to be myself. Like, throughout all the obstacles, like, it was always hard for me to be myself and be who I am. But I learned that that's another experience, just to be you and be yourself and be unique.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's something that I talk about all the time, too, is just being real and raw and authentic mm-hmm. and being yourself and you will attract the people that are meant to follow you you will yeah. attract the people that are meant to be in That's your life
1: what my instagram is all about just like the quotes i put a lot of quotes i'm a quote person so like if i feel like a quote that day and i put a picture it's either about women's rights or about anything just about life or just women's like because i support a lot of women i feel like we women need a lot of power yeah like i think we we women need to support each other yeah i feel like the world needs that. Definitely. And um, I post like a lot about that stuff on my social media.
0: I love that. I mean, I love that. We should definitely all always be posting, you know, and, and kind of bring awareness mm-hmm. to all the issues and to everything that's going on because we can all look pretty and, you know, go to all the pretty picture, pretty places and stuff like that. But um, being able to support other women and to mm-hmm. empower other women because is Because I really know
1: important. women like you, like I feel like you have support in me in a way. Like every other woman, especially a young woman, all, Every other woman that I've met has supported me and has given me power. And I help when I help them, too, to give them power. We're all just kind of giving each other power. Yeah, you know? definitely. And sharing that power.
0: Yeah, no, and that's what this is all about. Just taking back your power, mm-hmm. showing, not showing, but sharing your story so that other people can learn from it and can also feel, like, motivated and inspired mm-hmm. to move forward. I love that. Yeah. So what, one last thing. What do you want to share? What do you want to tell everybody about yourself? And then where can they follow you?
1: Okay. They can follow me on Maria Adventures on Instagram. And that Maria stories and Maria Adventures has kind of collided together. It will be coming out in 2021. Okay. So um, that's going to start soon, hopefully, if I can manage school and everything. Yeah, you but will. But that, um, that's something that I want to, for 2021, that I really want to work on. Like mm-hmm. on my stories and everything. So that's something that... um that and i i do want to tell to people who have especially in elementary high school and junior high the schools especially in college to especially the children who have adhd or who have dyslexia who have a physical disability who is in a special ed class to not give up to not let teachers tell them oh you can't go to college Mm -hmm. anyone don't let anyone tell you you can't do something because i have been told that so many times multiple times to the Mm -hmm. point where i didn't like I just got my degree. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? And now that I get have my degree, I'm just going like y'all. <laughs> I just
0: wanna let me show you, what I, show you what I did. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And
1: um, I remember this teacher I had in community college. She said like, oh, maybe you need like you know classes or school. And you know what? Let me tell you. From that moment, I'm like, you know what, I got, I'm getting a degree. I don't care. Like, It's for myself. Yeah. It's not for anyone. It's for myself. Yeah. So to all those children, children right now who are struggling in a pandemic, learning online, just not to give up.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much thank for you. sharing and for being so brave and strong thank and you. just everything that you do. Thank you so much. And definitely don't give up right we're going to find you an internship we <laughs> posted it on facebook so maria is up for hire and she needs an internship or a part time um, job or a part time job so definitely thank you so much for being here and for sharing with us thank you so much coming thank you, thank you.